0: This is Barry Zalma speaking for Claim School Incorporated with another true crime of insurance fraud story and video. This one, number 75, entitled, I Don't Need Your Stinkin' License. Yuri Gasparov was 19 years old when he entered the United States from the old Soviet Republic of Georgia. Although still a teenager, he was strong of will and body. In the old Soviet Georgia, he had made his mark as a thief, extortionist, and enforcer. Yuri was 13 years old when he first killed a man who refused to pay half his earnings to the group Gosparov joined when he was 11. When the Soviet Union fell, he emigrated to the U.S., He saw the U.S., unlike the new Georgian Republic, as a place of opportunity for his criminal skills. Gasparov arrived at Los Angeles International Airport on an immigrant's visa, claiming to be a persecuted Russian Jew. He was unusual as an immigrant. There were gold bars weighing 10 kilograms and 30 carats of D to H-colored diamonds in his luggage. Uri stepped off an Alitalia jet from the first-class cabin wearing an English suit cut by a Savile Row tailor, a gold Rolex President watch, and Italian alligator leather shoes. As he waited in the Nothing to Declare line, at the Bradley International Terminal, women in line openly stared. They saw a handsome young man with long black hair, green eyes, an aquiline nose, and a neatly trimmed Van Dyke beard. They assumed he was an Italian actor come to try his hand at Hollywood. As a refugee, Yuri was ushered through customs with alacrity. The customs officer, unaware of the damage he was thrusting on the American public, passed him through saying, Welcome to the United States, Mr. Gasparov. A limousine was waiting to pick him up the curb. The chauffeur held the door for him as he entered the long, white, stretched Lincoln Town car, welcoming him to the U.S. in Russian. Gasparov was driven to a brick three-story house near Fairfax Boulevard in Highland, the old Jewish neighborhood of Los Angeles, now occupied mostly by Russian and Armenian immigrants. The house was the headquarters of his group of Georgian criminals who had established themselves in Los Angeles and preyed mostly on the immigrant community. Gasparov had plans to improve on the extortion, strong-arm tactics, and violent crimes to increase the profits of the group. He expected to live like a movie star or Middle Eastern prince. He had studied the United States, its system of government, its police agencies, and its attitude toward violent crime. Members of his group had been arrested and incarcerated for violent crimes committed in the U.S. with regularity. Although they enjoyed their stay in American jails, compared to a gulag, they felt American jails' time was like a paid vacation in a nice hotel, the profits of the group were diminishing. Yuri Gasparov had convinced the boss in Georgia that it was necessary to use the American system to make profit and leave the violent, tried-and-true methods of making a criminal profit perfected in the old Republic of Georgia. The American system of civil justice was open to the devious, the criminal, and the unethical for instant wealth. Within a week of his arrival in Los Angeles, Yuri had converted his gold and diamonds into the cash needed to capitalize the business he intended to run for his own profit and that of his group. He was introduced to two medical doctors, two Russian and one Armenian first-generation immigrants, who received licenses after taking an examination under oath. They agreed readily to write reports that they had treated accident victims and kicked back half of all billings. Gasparov found a lawyer who had grown up in Yerevan, Soviet Armenia, and had passed the California bar exam six months before The lawyer, Hrach Kasparian, was working as a waiter at Cantor's Delicatessen because his language skills were weak, and his degree from the Thomas Edison College of Law in Burbank, California, was less than impressive. Gasparov made Kasparian an offer he could not refuse. He would set him up in a nice law office on Wilshire Boulevard, and help him operate a successful personal injury law practice. Kasparian agreed. Only a fool would have turned down the offer. Gasparov would bring clients to the new office and would pay Kasparian 10% of all the money earned by the law office. Yuri would act as office administrator and handle all the details of the operation of the business. Within two weeks of the meeting of Kasparian and Gasparov over a corned beef sandwich in Cantor's Deli, the law office of Frach Kasparian was opened at 3600 Wilson Boulevard, Suite 1340, Los Angeles, California. It was a 3,000 square foot suite paneled in honey oak. Kasparian's office was 20 feet by 20 feet. His desk was an antique partner's desk with a green leather top. The remainder of the office was occupied by five secretaries in small 10-foot by 12-foot offices, six insurance adjusters who would negotiate with the insurance companies, and Gasparov. Kasparian showed his new office to his mother, father, three brothers, and two sisters. They admired his immediate success. He knew nothing about the practice of law, had never drafted a complaint, had never appeared in court, had never argued a motion or in any way practiced law. He had studied hard at Thomas Edison and passed the California bar exam on the first try. Kasparian was a licensed attorney. He had no idea, however, what was needed to practice law. What he did not know, basking in all the accoutrements of immediate success, that knowledge of the law or how to practice law was irrelevant to his success. All that was required of Casparian was to hang his license on the wall and wait for the profits to roll in. While the office was being set up, Gasparov did more than cause to be built a professional-looking law office. Yuri recruited a staff of cappers, runners. They were all Russian and Armenian immigrants with auto insurance, auto repair, and auto accident towing company experience. These people would recruit the client base of the Kasparian law office and would be paid by Gasparov $500 for each client referred to Kasparian. On the day the office opened, 32 personal injury plaintiffs signed retainer agreements with the Kasparian Law Office. None of them saw Kasparian. The secretaries and insurance adjusters obtained the signed retainer agreements and insurance information. Form letters were immediately sent to insurers for the victims of the accidents who were making claims under the uninsured motorist insurance coverages. Insurers for the persons who were claimed to cause an injury were contacted by telephone and mail with demands for indemnity. Each of the victims immediately went to the two doctors who had agreed to work with Gasparov. By the third week of operation, the Kasparian Law Office was one of the busiest personal injury law offices in Los Angeles County. 300 claims had been presented to insurers. Medical bills attesting to treatment for soft tissue injuries to the neck and back were settled within the first month of operation. The settlements averaged $6,000 for each settlement gap. Kasparian was paid 10%. The capper who brought in the business was paid $500, the doctors were paid $500, and the remainder was kept by Gasparov. Suits were never filed. Insurance companies faced with cases of clear liability and an opportunity to settle for only twice the medical bills presented jumped at the chance. Investigation when the insurers suspected fraud were cursory and seldom established the fraud. The victims and insureds were all from the now defunct Soviet Union. They had scripts to follow when contacted by the insurance investigator and stuck to their prepared story with conviction. In the first year of operation, the Kasparian Law Office took in a gross Revenue of $3,250,000. The first year, Kasparian received a salary of $325,000. 300000 more than he was making at his last job waiting tables at the deli. He received his payments in cash with no deductions for income taxes or Social Security. He thought, since he was called in only when the adjuster insisted on interviewing the clients, that he was a brilliant lawyer and businessman for protecting his clients and obtaining excellent settlements for them. Kasparian did not know, or refused to learn, that his clients were not injured, that they never received medical treatment, and that most had never been involved in an accident. Kasparian convinced himself that he had achieved the American dream and was the most successful new lawyer in the state of California. Gasparov, as office manager, earned in that first year more than $1,500,000. He was pleased but felt that the business could do better and needed more clients for his law firm. He needed better injuries to increase the average settlement from 6000 to $15,000. He did not want it to get much higher to avoid making it cost-effective for the insurance companies to fight the claim he presented. His largest source of business was Miguel Coyote, an immigrant from El Salvador. Who provided 20 to 30 El Salvadorian, Guatemalan, and Argentine immigrants, mostly illegal, to the Casparian Law Firm for a $500 fee per body? Coyote trained the immigrants in the answers to give to investigators and doctors. He had complete control over the victims, and threatened each with deportation for criminal conduct if they turned on him. The victims who claimed injury were paid by coyote fifty dollars each, allowing him a net four-fifty profit. Yuri met with coyote in the Wilshire Boulevard office. Miguel, my friend, Gasparov said in a conspiratorial whisper, we need to increase our flow of clients. But, Yuri, I am already bringing to you every legitimate accident involving a Central or South American. That's the problem. You only bring me people who have been in accidents. I thought that was what you wanted, Yuri. How else can you make a claim? You, my El Salvadorian friend, have no imagination. Yuri responded with a smile curling on his thin lips as he brushed his mustache with his forefinger. I have available hundreds of Russian and Armenian immigrants with auto insurance who are willing to say they were in accidents with your clients for a fee of $25. I need four times the number of your people to be the victims and clients of the Kasparian law firm. Can you provide me with 400 or more victims? Sure, but it may cost more. How much more? $750 each. You're a thief, Coyote. Of course, I will pay six hundred for each body. Six fifty? Coyote demanded. Six twenty five? Yuri countered. We have an agreement, Coyote accepted, but it is necessary that there be evidence of the accident happening. I thought of that. Michalian's body shop in Glendale will give us estimates and photographs of broken cars as if they were the cars of our Russian and Armenians who will claim they were at fault. Your South and Central Americans must find some way to damage the rear of their cars, since all the reports to the insurance companies will be that they rear-ended the law firm clients' cars. That's easy. We'll just back them into buildings or posts. Wonderful. Get to work, Korte. Within weeks, new clients' cases were flowing into the Kasparian Law Firm at three times the rate of their first year of business. The three doctors were, by their billing, treating over 60 patients a day. Medical bills were forwarded to the Kasparian Law Firm on behalf of its clients of more than $100,000 a day. Profits increased exponentially. Kasparian, sitting in his office, spent most of his time watching daytime soap operas on the office television. The secretarial staff, the staff of adjusters, worked 10 hours a day negotiating hundreds of claims a day. Everyone in the Kasparian law firm was happy, and Gasparov had purchased for cash a four-bedroom house in Brentwood. Gasparov, of course, was greedy he started to have his cappers like coyotes stage accidents. People not involved with Gasparov or the Russian community were forced into accidents full of El Salvadorians when the driver slammed on his brakes on the freeway. An insurance investigator for Hercules Insurance Company began to notice that all of the clients of the Kasparian Law Office went to one of the same three doctors. He arranged a meeting with other members of the International Association of Special Investigation Units, and each pulled records relating to claims which were one of the three doctors treated the claimant. The hunch developed into a deep conviction. The staffs of the various SIUs worked together to create a database of claims from the Casparian Law Firm. It found that the doctors, by their billing records, were billing more than 80 hours of work a day. Auto accident victims, although never to the same insurer twice, were involved in more than 15 accidents a month. The information was taken to the major fraud division of the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office. In a task force with the Fraud Division, the California Department of Insurance, and the Los Angeles Police Department, search warrants were issued for the files of the law office and the offices of the three doctors. Records were gathered and collated. Four months later, arrest warrants were issued for Kasparian, the three doctors, and each adjuster in the law firm. Gasparov, The instigator and receiver of the profits sold his house in Brentwood when the search warrants were issued, moved north to Fresno, and started an office with a lawyer who had immigrated from Kazakhstan. Kasparian was convicted of 62 counts of insurance fraud and sentenced to five years in jail, suspended, and actually served 60 days in the Los Angeles County Jail. His license to practice law was revoked. The doctors were convicted of paying illegal kickbacks and money laundering. They had their medical licenses suspended for six months and were publicly reproved. Gasparov's new law office in Fresno is a great success. His position in the criminal organization has improved, and he is now only third in line behind the boss in Georgia. Without the benefit of education, training, or a license, Yuri Gosparov made more money from the practice of law in California than 99% of the lawyers in the state, and continues to earn more than any lawyer practicing in Fresno, California. This video was adapted from my book, Insurance Fraud Costs Everyone, which is a supplement to my treatise... Insurance Fraud Second Edition in two volumes, all of which are available from Amazon.com as paperbacks and Kindle books. If you found this video to be interesting and saw it on Rumble, please click on the Rumble button, and if you saw it on YouTube, please click on the Like button. Thank you for your attention.